0: Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Towards the end of this episode, I'm going to ask you a very strange question. And I promise you, it will make sense (laughs) when I get there. But it's weird. I was going to lead with it. And then I'm like, no 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna wade in it's gonna be like one of those nice like lakes that like uh you know has a has a really long shore (laughs) you know you keep walking into the water and it goes up to your calves and you keep walking and keep walking and you're like way out there and it's so beautiful but it's still so shallow I'm gonna like ease you into this weird question (laughs) and now that I have your attention I want you to imagine that you are a tube of paint. Stay with me, okay? Imagine that, you know, you were created, your ancestors are like ground up flowers and pigments from the earth and these people who have been for years discovering and developing ways to extract this glorious juicy, amazing hue, which is you, they've gone through this whole process to bring you into this lovely, gooey little blob of the most amazing color. And I'm going to picture like a shade of red, the most gorgeous, seductive, amazing red. That is you, this red paint, freshly made, New to the world. I've got my arm so that, you know, I just (laughs) jutted my right hip to the side and shot my arms up like a V when I did that. (laughs) So you are this incredible paint and you have, you are so valuable and so wonderful. And it only takes a tiny bit of you to stretch so like across canvases, across paper, the color in you is so rich and so generous that you are compact. And you are beautifully squeezed into a protective tube that looks amazing. It's like a little outfit for you and it's strong and it's sleek, has your name across the front Ah, and it's gorgeous and your lid is on and you're shipped into a box and then you're like off into an art supply store and there you get lined up and you're on the shelf with all of these other amazing people people in your community, other shades of other kinds of gorgeous colors, and you are there. You're at the front now. You're at the front of the shelf, and you are just like, I am here. I am the best red you've ever had, and you are just so excited to see who will reach for you and take you home and what that will open up for you for your destiny, for like what you will be, for what this red can do. It's so exciting. Your whole life and your parents' lives has been like leading to this moment, right? And so imagine you are this paint, you are at the front, and this artist, this aspiring artist, this bored person in the middle of a midlife crisis, a student, some human being comes up and they take you, they select you and they look at you and they're like, Ooh. And they get so excited and they put you in their basket. They pay for you. They take you home and you are pumped. And then fast forward, maybe a year, maybe even two years and you're still waiting. (laughs) Maybe you're in a basket. Maybe you're in a bin, but you're like, this is going to be good because this human has used a whole bunch of other art supplies and other paints and things like that, but they, they resist taking you out and opening you up because you are so special and you were a very luxurious purchase for them. And you know that you are like, okay, they get how special I am. They get how amazing this red is. This is a powerful red that I am. And so you start fantasizing about all the things that you might be. It's like the ultimate foreplay you think that you are waiting (laughs) with your lid screwed on tight. And you're like, I wonder if I will be a heart, a big, like just ridiculously cliched, but the most well done heart you've ever seen. Maybe I will be a pomegranate, Maybe I will be a juicy strawberries open sliced. Maybe I will be a tomato in the rain. Maybe I will be tomato sauce on an incredibly rendered bowl of spaghetti with the steam coming up. Maybe I will be the tongue of the person eating it. Maybe I will be the lips, lipstick. Maybe I will be the most incredible red satin on a dress, on a curtain just for no reason, out billowing in the wind. Maybe I will be the feathers of a cardinal glowing on a winter day. Oh, there's so many amazing, glorious red things. Maybe I will be blood. Maybe I will be dripping. Maybe I will be a field of tulips. There's so many things and you don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it'll even be abstract. Maybe you'll be something wild and radical that no one has seen before. No one has ever done it this way before. And you will be that red paint stretching out, splashing, gathering attention from people who walk by. Ah, it'd be so amazing. And then another two years go by and you're starting to wonder what's happening? And like the other paints aren't being used either. And some paints have actually been like tossed out. And you're just sitting there and you're kind of like, well, you know, it was sexy at first, all this waiting and fantasizing, but now you're starting to get a weird feeling like it doesn't really feel that good anymore. And you don't even really remember the person who picked you out that special day at the art shop. You don't even really remember what that person looks like anymore. And then one day, sadly you're not feeling so juicy anymore you're feeling a little stiff and you've stopped dreaming about all the fruits and delicious wonderful things you could be and eventually it just the process just starts and you start to harden inside and you're not as movable you're not as fluid you're past the point of being saved by like a carrier oil or some water or something to like loosen you up you're like I'll just never be that paint that I was once. Um, There's no going back from here. And things start to get hard and crusty and dusty in that tube. (sighs) And then who knows how many years go by where finally somebody finds you. And it could be that person who purchased you, that artist, that student, that person. Or maybe just someone else going through that person's things. And they're like, oh, what's this? And they whip off your cap and realize oh it's all dried up and then you're in the trash it's so sad right now i'm thinking some of you are feeling sorry for this tube of paint (laughs) but it's just a tube okay (laughs) how is that ikea commercial about the sad lamp (laughs) i forget how it goes you probably know what i'm talking about if not what a great commercial that was anyway So yes, this is tragic. And also it is just a tube of paint, but also it's not because it's a metaphor for something bigger. Um, Why do we do this? Right. This is like, you know, the, the most common um, way I heard this story told or this expression was about the good china, um, how people would have a good set of china that they wouldn't use to eat off of. They would only use it for special occasions, sometimes like once a year and sometimes not even that. It was too good <laughs> so that you just didn't want to use it at all. And I used to just be baffled by this as a young person hearing this expression being taught what it means, and being like, why wouldn't you eat off the good china? Or why would you just have it at all if you're just locking it away behind a cabinet? Like, it's not a sculpture of china, it's china. It's like, these are plates, you know, (laughs) these plates want to hold food. They want to have a purpose. And you as this tube of glorious red paint, the most amazing red, this luminous, amazing incredible color that just like changes people's moods. There's so much potential. So much potential. There's so many things you could have been, could be, but if you don't use it, you'll never know. And at some point with China, I mean, if it's locked away along, eventually, I guess someone could eat off that plate. If it's been preserved, some things do expire and certainly we expire. Right. So even though that someone might eat off, eat off of that plate one day, it may never be the one who owned it because our lives are temporary here. Right. In this form. So at some point it will be too late. Now, like the tragedy in the tube of paint story is that this tube of paint, it wasn't the tube of paint's fault. You know, <laughs> it was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Put me in. Put me into the game. Let me see what I can do. And because this person took it and brought it home and hid it away into a little bin in their art supply closet or whatever, that meant no one else could bring that tube of paint home. That tube of paint didn't have, couldn't run out and be like, I'm out of here, forget it. I don't like the way you're treating me. Like the the tube of paint can't go anywhere. So it's just left. But it could have been, like, even at some point after the year or two, if that person had been like, you know what? I haven't used this, but someone else might. They could have donated the paint, right? They could have donated it to somewhere that really needs art supplies or just a neighbor who's like delighted by this and just pops that cap open and starts to paint. And then the paint would be able to live out its purpose as paint. The purpose of paint is to, I guess in most basic terms, to cover some kind of surface. (laughs) And it could see, it could be, it could live out its nature the nature of paint, but it can't do that when it's lids on tight and it's being hidden from the world in the shadows. And isn't this what we often do with our gifts, with parts of ourselves, parts of ourselves that could be something bigger, that could be something beautiful, or that just frankly, it just could be witnessed, could be shared, could be experienced. That's all. Because let's face it, not all tubes of paint get to be on a gallery wall and not all tubes of paint end up provoking international dialogue about the human condition. Like some tubes of paint have like really, you know, (laughs) had a very famous and glamorous life, you know. And a lot of tubes of paint, they just end up on kids' fingers. They end up on your clothes. They end up in some fibers in the carpet. They end up uh, on some rough drafts. They end up on some greeting cards. They end up in the recycling bin. You know, it's not as glamorous. But how wonderful are all of these things to be a part of a moment of learning, to be a part of someone's life, to be a memory of creation, just to just to feel if you could imagine that you were the paint just to feel what it would feel like to have a brush move through you and like spread you across a page to feel your own nature being alive, being useful, being expressive, living out your purpose, right? It might be a disaster. (laughs) There's no guarantee, right? But there's a guarantee that it will be a disaster if you never open that cap, if you never brush that paint across the page, if you keep your gifts in a box at the back of the closet and you don't ever open them, that's a guaranteed disaster, tragedy, failure, right? I mean, it's just so... To me, this is one of the most heartbreaking things and it's actually the... um I always get stuck when I have to pick one reason. It's There's no one reason I got into coaching and do the work I do. But when I have explored like what is the, my purpose in terms of the work and why I love and why I'm so drawn to doing this kind of work, it was often some version of this of how heartbreaking it is for me when I witness in myself and in others and in the world the lost gifts, the people who feel like, for lots of reasons. And this is not what's important here is that um, sometimes this happens because of much bigger systematic conditioning on all of us. It's not your individual failure if you didn't fully express yourself, right? There's a lot of reasons why it's not safe. We feel like it's not safe to fully express our gifts, right? There's like a lot of situations like that. And And that's precisely like the kinds of movements that excite me is like where people are free to express themselves where people feel safe to open up that tube of paint where people feel safe to experiment and with their own nature and feel and experience their own lives and that we all benefit when we're doing this when we feel safe when we are experimenting when we're even taking risks by experimenting and expressing ourselves The things that we get to see in others, the things that that brings up in us, the incredible healing that comes from being witnessed in doing that and from witnessing others, how we can understand each other better. There's so many ripple out effects of this. And that is why I love coaching and I love helping people discover their gifts, express their gifts, explore the way in which it wants to go. So I (laughs) I have to keep telling you, I, I don't think I'm ever... That's not true. This is audio, obviously. I don't do video podcasts as of now. I don't have plans to do it. But I will tell you, it's <laughs> it's quite funny because I get very physical while I'm talking. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I would do that if if there was a camera on me. But anyway, so that you know, when I'm talking about swishing the paint around, I'm swishing my body around. I can't help it. It's so exciting and the paint like one red paint first of all that's like one color there's so many colors and even in that one color there's so many brushes that you could use there's so many ways to manipulate the paint watering it down um smacking it tapping it dotting it thick with a knife or like thin 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 like with lots of water and like barely a stain dry brushing there's so many ways that one red paint can express itself and with humans, it's like, my mind just explodes, <laughs> imagining all of the things that we cannot, like, I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, the amount of, of beauty that is actually possible, um, and the varieties of that with all of us. It's just, it's, to me, this is just like, it makes, it makes me want to cry. I'm just going to say, it. okay, <laughs> so... I am invested. I want to see your gifts in the world. I want to see more gifts in the world. And don't you feel sad when you like think of this little paint that's like you probably have something physical in your home. <laughs> maybe it's a sp- it's a seasoning that you ambitiously bought uh, for a recipe that you haven't tried and it's been sitting in your spice rack for like five years <laughs> and maybe... It's a beautiful ball of like yarn that you like got so inspired, but you saw it and it was the most gorgeous thing in the world. And you were like, I want to make something out of it, but it's so beautiful. And you have not unraveled this thing. Maybe you actually do have paint that's (laughs) there, pencil, crayons, notebooks, um, toolkits. I don't know. I don't know. And so here is the weird question that I did not lead with which is what is your dry crusty old paint what gift do you have and maybe there's more than one but what is the thing that there the difference here is that like there's a lot of stuff that maybe you might not use in your life and when you get to the end of your life you won't think about it but that really incredible paint that like filled your heart with song that you brought home and never used and it dried up at the end of your life. That might be something where you're like, why didn't I just open that? Why did I, why was I so worried about how precious that was? Why didn't I just enjoy it? That's what I want to know. What is your dry, crusty old paint? What is the gift that you have? That if you do not use it and it expires or you expire, at some point that you will have a kind of heartbreak and regret that you will wish you had known what would have happened. It might not be that spice that you bought for a recipe. You might just forget about that and then throw it out (laughs) or whatever, right? But there might be something like a story that you always wished someone else would write or you thought you might write someday you're waiting for retirement or waiting for a break or waiting for your kids to grow up or waiting for something else and you never wrote that story you know it could be it does there's obviously i think about a lot of creative projects and dreams like maybe like a nonprofit you want to start um something you've always wanted to do in your home that feels very meaningful to you that like as a child you always dreamed about this and it's like a totally achievable thing like I want a window seat where I can read, you know, like something really quite doable in most spaces, you know, you just never really make the time for it. And you're like, why didn't I do that? It could be something that seems small like that, which is probably easy to discredit as not important. Or it could be like, you know, a huge dream that you have, a talent that you've always wanted to develop or return to. But you told yourself it's too late, or you do it later, or other people won't like it. What about the gift of your sensitivity? Because that is a gift your ability to be sensitive. Have you put a lid on that and like tucked it away? Because you know, the world doesn't really seem to have a lot of patience for it, and it's not particularly fun. But your sensitivity is a gift a gift to yourself and a gift to others not everyone deserves to be the recipient of that gift or needs or they're not going to get it, right? You don't need the approval of everyone for the gifts that you have. And that is what's so amazing about how all of us humans are so different. And we're not going to be like, one person's gift isn't going to be like perfect for everybody, right? That's just not that's the that's great. (laughs) Because it would be really boring. Like, I can't really imagine one thing that would please everyone. And if so, it would have to be such a... Actually, I just don't even think it's possible. But anyway, (laughs) we don't need to fantasize about things that are not interesting, right? Your sensitivity is a gift. Your kindness is a gift. Your leadership is a gift. Your sexuality is a gift. Your competitiveness is a gift, right? Maybe you get really competitive when you're playing video games or board games, or sports. (laughs) And there's a there's a way of like being competitive in a way that is exciting, and that promotes excellence and enthusiasm. I don't mean being a bad sport, right. But like, maybe that's a gift and who you're surrounded by. um, They don't appreciate that gift. So you tone it down. But what are you really toning down? What edges is there? There's something in you that wants to push this edge. Test your limits. See how far you can go. See how you can refine your practice and your process. The satisfaction and the joy of all of this. Where could that be leading if you didn't keep the cap on it? If you didn't tuck it away, right? Learning, your ability to learn, your thirst for learning. If you're like, I just can never commit to anything. I'm always fluttering about. I can never make a commitment. It's like... Maybe your curiosity is that gift. You know, there's so many things that we have um, inside of us and we don't often think of them as gifts because the world has it and our cultures, depending on where you are, it, you know, it prioritizes certain things. There's certain things that we are given the message, oh, these are good gifts to have and these are not great gifts to have, but I don't like to see it that way. You know, I think it's so beautiful to see the full spectrum of all of us and to find the unique gifts that we have and how they contribute to a bigger picture, even if just the contribution is just interesting. (laughs) You know, like if everything is really pretty, let's say we're talking about visual art and you've got this nice painting and it's like all of these pleasing images done in a very pleasing way. It's not that interesting. At some point, It's like, okay, it's, it's when we have those twists and turns, it's when we have the minor chords, it's when we have like a muddy color next to a pure color. And that contrast. It's like, oh, like, that's where things really start to sing and get interesting. So what is your dry, crusty old paint? What are you like, uh, hanging on to? There's, there's two things, at least, (laughs) that you can do about this right now number one, you can free yourself and free the paint. If you know that like you are not in a place where you are going to be tending to this thing, where you are not going to give it your attention and you don't really want to, or you just don't have the capacity, and there's no judgment around that. But if it is an actual tube of paint, gift it to somebody. Let the paint have a life, right? Let the paint go live its destiny. You can always get another tube of paint, right? You can always come back. But how liberating is it? Because when it's sitting there, drying up in the tube in your home, it's this reminder constantly that like, look at this, look at this thing you're neglecting. Look at, you know, and you have to make the decision over and over again to reject it over and over again to say later, later, later. And that can have like a really strange effect on our hearts and on our minds, right? When we're constantly, it happens so quickly, right? You might have this happening, say, in your closet where like you open something up and there's something in there, you know, you want to get rid of it. It doesn't fit. You don't like how it feels, uh, you spent a lot of money on it, you feel ashamed about it, whatever, all these stories, you know, and it's like, it's sitting there. And every time you open the closet, even though you don't even touch it anymore, your eyes glaze over it. And there's that little like, uh, 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 that drain of that decision you haven't yet made. It doesn't feel good. You can free yourself of that feeling. You can free yourself of that judgment of that reminder of that shame, just let it go. Let it go. So you could do that. That's one thing that you could do with your (laughs) dried up crusty old paint. Or another thing you could do is take the cap off just for the sake of experiencing it. Take all the pressure off. This doesn't have to be the best scarf you've ever knitted. This doesn't have to be the best meal you've ever created. This doesn't have to be a best-selling novel. Just give yourself the time to experience your own creation, the time to experience your own sensual connection with these gifts, with this idea, right? If it's something about your sensitivity, it's like allow yourself to be sensitive, allow yourself to feel things, allow yourself to build in protections, Because you're sensitive and you do that in a way that's not seeing your sensitivity as a burden, but as the gift that it is, right? The way you would like, you know, swaddle like a baby tree to keep it like protected in the winter, or I don't know, actually know the details, (laughs) but you know, there's things you do to trees, I think you've, I've seen it (laughs) where you put these things around, you protect what's growing, right? Right you protect a baby, a baby's sensitive, right? We swaddle up a baby. We don't think that that baby's wrong for being sensitive, right? And the more that you can do this, you can see, you can feel that it's safe to use your gifts, to experience your gifts. Here's another thing to think about. Let's say you open up that tube of red paint. And you sit down, you're like, okay, I'm not going to save this for a rainy day. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to eat off the good china and I'm going to use this red paint. And then you use the red paint and you know what? You don't love it. It's okay, but it's not that great. Think of the time. And the mental energy you have saved, you could have gone down a path, a sliding door path where all you're doing is like regretting, imagining that this red paint was some huge thing that was going to turn you into this amazing artist. And then you never really know. And you have all this regret where maybe you were wrong. Maybe you don't find it interesting. Maybe it wasn't as the idea was cool, but maybe what you really want to do is go and buy yourself like a red hat. (laughs) Maybe you just want anything else that's red and you like don't want to paint at all. You don't know until you try. Remember that your gifts are forgiving, right? They're not for storing away. They're not for hiding away. You've been given these gifts to share with others. You can express this in your own home. You can express your gifts with yourself. But ultimately, It's sharing them with the world around you, other living things, other living beings might just be one living being, might be a lot of them might be strangers. If you have a gift for kindness, and maybe you're mocked for this, or you've been taught that the world is not a place where kind people are rewarded or whatever, you can bring that gift out, you can still give that gift to others, they can receive it or not receive it. But what if you were just... I'm just going to be that really nice person. (laughs) I'm just going to say thank you to everybody that I want to say thank you to. I'm just going to greet people hello. I'm going to do these little gestures. I'm not going to worry about um, how that might be judged or perceived. I'm going to give this gift of kindness because I can. You just don't know how far that ripples out. And you probably have heard that, you know, When you allow yourself to be more of who you are, you're giving other people permission to be more of who they are. You often don't hear this. People might not give you that feedback directly, but it happens, right? This is why like representation matters in all kinds of ways, right? It was like, oh, I didn't know I could do that until I saw that. I didn't know someone like me could be this way until I saw that other person who was like me being that way. Like, wow, that person just didn't even listen to the rules and they did their own thing. What would happen if I did my own thing? Right? So you probably won't hear that compliment. Maybe you will, but likely you won't. But I want to remind you that that doesn't mean it's not happening. And the more you embrace your gifts, unscrew the top of the red paint, experiment with something, even though... You know, some might say it's too late or it has nothing to do with your job or you have so many other more important things to do and you choose anyway to spend some time with these gifts of yours to see what happens and to experience your own life in this person that you are, this unique gathering of qualities and points of view. That helps everyone. That helps all of us. It certainly delights me to no end. I absolutely love it. Do you love hearing nerds talk about whatever they're nerding out about? <laughs> like basically anybody who's super passionate about something, just going so deeply into it, right? People living their lives so fully, so just loving their lives. It is inspiring. And a lot of the times, it doesn't mean that these people, are, you know, have no problems. In fact, I think we're often inspired by like, wow, this person is going through this really tragic situation. And still, they're finding their ways to give their gifts to the world. They're finding ways to enjoy the gifts that you have. They're amazing because they give to you and they give to others. In the process of you giving to others, You are receiving the joy of that whole process. Right? It feels so good to be able to give a gift. It feels so good to be able to remember that you are alive and unique and amazing. You are someone worth loving with so many gifts to give. It all starts with you. The Soft Shoulder Podcast thanks Allison Tar for making this whole thing possible, and Lee Rosevere for the music that you hear behind me. And if you would like to spend some time having like a little reflection of yourself, sitting in good company, coloring, and filling a page with color, maybe one of your dusty crusty old (laughs) gifts that you've got locked away is some markers and maybe they haven't dried up yet or maybe it's some pencil crayons or something like that come color with me radical creative sanctuary slash color that's color spelled with a u-c-o-l-o-u-r radical creative sanctuary slash color come check out self-love coloring club it's a really beautiful place To just you know come hang out with me come color with me do a little bit of reflecting I think that you know how powerful that can be to take that time out with one little question and one little thought I almost think that like sometimes the right question or thought or moment of reflection it's like it's like if you see a gift with a big bow on the top And it's like, it's like that one question can pull, can start to pull the ribbon. And sometimes it's just that one pull can open up a gift you didn't even know you had. I love to see that, love to witness it. Take good care of yourself and your gifts. And we will talk to you soon.